Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Raise Your Vibration Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Rosada. Strap yourself in as we dive deep behind the scenes of music culture, health practices, and a little bit of the esoteric. So if you're a geek, freak, seeker, artist, or just want to learn what makes people tick, this is for you. In this episode, we're going a little different. We're diving in the mind of a sugar baby, aka sex worker. She is a friend of mine from Healing Circles and had a lot of really interesting things to say. And not only that, but she really wanted to share her story. So I was interested to hear it in depth and and also even to shine a light where it's not so taboo because you know sexual energy is creative energy and also can be a very healing energy as well so without further ado here is valerie pick it up once again but yeah i got these online check, yeah check baby, it out. check baby one two boom yeah so we're on i'm with valerie Hello. Hello, Valerie. Uh, we're using code names because um, we're going to dive deep into stuff. And um, yeah, so these mics, though, I got these online. I remember someone talking about them. Um, My cat's yeah. going to tear it up. We get loud, so you know. Yeah, we have a cat in here, too. She's uh, bringing the vibes. <laughs> yeah, bringing the frequency. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was listening to someone. And like, these aren't like quality mics, but it's just something different and adds character. Yeah. So I just want to get these uh, to record stuff kind of like lo-fi and like a little bit different. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, I just kind of like using these as a podcast because what we're holding right now is they're called Akai M8s and they're these square little boxes. And um, yeah, they're pretty rad. They remind me of um, Escape to Witch Mountain. You ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. It's this like strange movie about these like two little kids who yeah. have these like super like telekinesis kind of powers. And yeah. it's, it was like in, in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a good one. And they had these walkie talkies that kind of look like this. Cool. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, Val, um, I want to just have you introduce yourself and <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so polite. She stopped halfway through. Thanks, Mama. So, um, what what do you do? What's your work? What's what's going on? All right. So yeah. I, um, I guess I'm a professional sugar baby, um, and have been for like maybe since I started my awakening journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like five years now. Yep. And so because I do that, I'd get to not work and, um, just spend most of my time like playing outside or, um, why is that? Because it pays good money or? Yeah. Because I don't have to put a lot of hours in and, you know, um, yeah, so I don't have to. So I have a lot of free time that I would have I would have been spending working mm-hmm. if I did the nine to five thing. Good. 
So, um, yeah, talk a little deeper on that. What got you started? How? Um, so it was pretty organic how it started. It was probably 10, 12 years ago. I lived in California, and I was walking home from work, and this guy pulled up in a BMW and um, asked me for a lighter, and he was older, an older gentleman, and uh, he had this younger guy that was in his passenger seat who was like my age, and they ended up coming back to my place. I lived with two girls from New York. I don't know if I mentioned I was in San Diego at the time. Okay. And I was kind of waiting to like hook up with the younger guy all night, and the older guy, he was like, he was Middle Eastern. He's from Lebanon. And um, he just kept, like, coming back to my place. And he, at the time, I was really, like, anti-rich people. Like, Mm -hmm. I just had, like, some, like, deep resentment against them. And and he showed me, he changed all of that. Like, he would take me out to really nice dinners. And um, he taught me, like, the value and the importance of, like, buying, like, a nice, crisp white shirt and how it's, like, timeless and classic. And, like, if you just spend a little more on, like, um, a quality, let's say, white shirt, like, it's going to last a- much longer than, like, buying a bunch of little, you know, not quality things. And so, um, and then he would say, like, how much is your rent this month? And I would tell him and he would just hand me like cash with that was my rent and like mm-hmm. cartons of cigarettes and um and it was all good, you know, like we would only <laughs> hang out like got the rent, got the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, like and um and then we started sleeping together and um and I had never been with an older man and he just like rocked my world like mm-hmm. like it was just a whole new game. And it was, um, like, cause I have, I guess I don't know if I knew at the time, but I had, like, daddy issues. So he was, like, filling that void to somehow, like, um, like, therapeutically. And so that went on for, like, a couple of years. And it was just the cream of the crop, like, part of the relationship. Like, we would just see each other out to eat or um he would like rent a like rent a hotel and um and I liked it and then I came back to the east coast and I um a few years went by maybe like five years or so and I was dating just like in the regular dating world and um and I remember one year, like the last year I did that, I went on like literally a hundred dates in like a year and it was mm-hmm. like a part-time job. And um, this person I was talking to on FetLife, um, FetLife is like a fetish website for like fetish kind of lifestyle uh-huh. that I was like exploring at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, why don't you be a sugar baby again? Like you seem to like that lifestyle. And I was like, yeah, but you know, how am I going to do that? And he was like, well, I know, I know a site and I'll, um, you know, I used to be on it. I used to be a sugar daddy and, and, um, I'll tell you what to write. And, um, 
you know, I'll, like guide you through it. So he did. And at the time I was working uh, full time, like um, in the trades. And so I was working full time. And then at night I would go on these. So I was working full time in the trades, like coming home dirty, like mm-hmm. literally like a dust cloud, you know, mm-hmm. and like just breathing in crap all day and like you're doing carpentry right yeah, yeah okay. like working hard and um and then at night i'd be like putting on a dress and heels and going <laughs> to like a five-star like whatever to meet you know like um like intelligent men that like you know, and always learning something <laughs> from them. Like, but at this, but then, so like, you went from the the workers to the yeah suave five exactly. Yeah. But then the money came in, so sometimes it would literally just be dinner, and mm-hmm. I would get hundreds of dollars just for having dinner. Mm-hmm. And so then I would go to work the next day, and it just I would do the math in my mind, and it didn't make sense. Like, I literally. I I made a bit a huge thing like and I put the number of hours spent like getting ready and going to work and like my carpentry job for six months versus six months of just sugar babying or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it and the hours that was spent like time put in you know mm-hmm. and energy versus the money came out like in six months I made ninety grand cash mm-hmm. just being a sugar baby like Boom. yeah and so i was like well like at the same at that time like i i just had once i reached my goal in carpentry my desire to do carpentry just completely fizzled mm-hmm. like it was gone once i reached that goal and so um i was like all right well I'm just going to jump in with two feet here and mm-hmm. like the universe is going to take care of me. And, mm-hmm. and I, I genuinely look at these men like with, I would only allow myself to like think of them in the highest form, like only good thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was really into Abraham Hicks at the time and yeah. like just constantly listening to Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. and it really worked. Like in the vortex. Yeah. yeah, it really worked. Like I even like manifested um, a, um, going to the Caribbean on Abraham Hicks's cruise that was sold out. Like nice. in two weeks, I like manifested the ticket and the money and everything. You know, it's so funny how that works. When like you really, you're like, I need to be here. I'm gonna figure out how to be here. Like things piece together for you. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it totally did. Yeah. I wrote. I think I wrote a letter to myself and dated it thirty days. I wrote no. I wrote it to Abraham. Oh yeah. It was a gratitude letter, and thanking her, uh, thanking Abraham. Abraham, yeah. Yes, in, in case uh, if you know who Abraham Hicks is, um, Esther Hicks. It's it's uh, she connects with the higher source and she calls herself Abraham, and um, well, actually the source says it's Abraham and uh, she talks to it. Yeah. yeah. So, so where are you saying though? So, yeah. So I had written a letter to Abraham, dated it 30 days, and thanked her for, like, everything she'd done. Because I saw a picture of the cruise, the Caribbean cruise. Mm-hmm. And it must have been, like, February at the time. Mm-hmm. And the ocean water was blue, and I was just, like, 
it was an it was like an instant like i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on that cruise like, yeah and i just believed in it you know and i wrote this letter of gratitude thanking her like as if it already happened mm. and pff, it freaking happened like cool you know yeah so and so yeah it just has continued there like i i genuinely like I love men. Like I, I study mm. men. I've like, like literally, I re, I love to research men, mm-hmm. the way their minds work, um, which are like completely different than women's. You know, mm-hmm. it's just very interesting to me. And so, and I, um, yeah, they're they're like my best friends, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. When when it comes to going on a date and stuff, and um, you know, um. Is there a certain like techniques with your knowledge of men that you just like you do like certain things that you're like I'm gonna do this and this because I want to treat this client the best I possibly can and give them you know experiences or certain yeah. yeah um well what I'll do is first is the whole like um like weaning through the the options online like on the website you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've found to just be very upfront. And men like when you're upfront, men like things that are black and white. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes down to like the allowance part of it, um, they want they want you to be upfront and they don't want you to change. They don't want things to change. So, you know, if it's you, so that's helpful for you oh, yeah. and for them, you know, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of, I just like to find the ones that, um, that money like isn't an option because that's going to work best for me. Like, you know, like, um, mm, so then we absolutely. can just get over that part. Cause it's so awkward to talk about and no one wants, he doesn't want to feel like an ATM. Right. He really is looking for someone who genuinely gives a shit. Like mm. most of these guys, like it, it really isn't about like the intimate part, like well, I mean sexual part. It's really more about like the intimate part. Like mm-hmm. he just wants to be heard mostly, yeah, and seen and like valued and um, like respected, really. Yep. So um, I will like um i'll just kind of try to listen to them because if you listen long enough people will tell you a lot about themselves you know and um and the art of seduction is a great book my cat is like exploring your um the art of seduction i think his last name is green is really good that taught me a lot um about like so there's these different there's kind of like characters not characters what's that bigger word for characters like like uh like isis like a like a type of persona or something like that mm-hmm. you know like um so there's so men like a certain kind of you know so i kind of just listen for what their fantasy woman is or idea is yeah and then and then create it okay like cool become it you know what i mean wow yeah totally absolutely i know 100 percent what you're saying a lot of times like when uh, i'm doing um when i do any like personal training actually we've talked about it before when i do training that's a thing i 
I create this person for them, who they want to be actually, not who they're searching for, but still create that person and just help them step into that place. So it's pretty cool that you see the person that they're looking for, their ideal mate, and you step into that role and it's like you're an actor and Mm -hmm. now you're that person. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I think it's the same author, Green, in another one of his books, he talks about like, He's like, you know, when people are like, just be yourself. He's like, that's the terrible advice. Mm. Don't ever be yourself. Mm. Because if you think about it, it just makes sense for me. Like, um, I I do, I have to hold back on like, you know, on being myself. Like, because it's just, you just have to like. You're, you're working read. too. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you have to. I mean, it is all about him and like what, like this person is paying me a lot of money and like I'm, I'm the best at what I do because I like, what's that saying? Like be so good that they can't forget you, you know, like just be like exceptional and, um, and like put everything into it and, and they deserve that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like a win it's a win win situation, which is like all the only thing I'm ever involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, one of one of the things I, I'm uh thinking is when it comes to uh you know, men are are they you said they're not just looking for sex, they're looking for like a companion. Do you feel like a lot of these people they're a little bit lonely and they just need somebody they're working on what is like the average client they work all the time and mm-hmm. and uh they just feel lonely when they leave. yeah the average client is um <laughs> that's a cat in the cat box <laughs> aka litter box yeah um the average client, well, at first when I started doing it, I was like, I will never date a married man. Like, ew. Like, that is, ugh. I would never be, like, a homewrecker. Mm-hmm. And so I would put that on my profile. And then, like, I started, I was dating some guys. And, you know, after a few dates, I would turn out, like, they would tell me, like, oh, I'm I'm married, you know, but, like, mm-hmm. we haven't slept together in five years. We don't even sleep in the same room, whatever. And so I, like, learned not that, like, who am I to judge? Like, I've never been married. I don't know what that life's like. Mm-hmm. I've never understood it. Everyone has a story. And so most of them, um, I'd say, well, let me think. I'd say, well, right now it's like half and half. Mm-hmm. Half are married, half are not, which there's only two right now. So yeah. it's half and half. Um, are you okay with the, like, the married ones? Like, what, what was the curve for you to be okay with dating them? Um, once I started hearing, listen, just being able to listen to everyone's story, and everyone's story is different. Um, a lot like so some stories for example my wife got and I'm very gullible and I'm I understand that like some of them could be lying or whatnot but um as long as it's as long as he's not doing he's not coming from a place where like 
he's seeking revenge kind of on his wife. Like, so my sugar daddy now that's married, he, we've been together for like on and off for like three years. Mm -hmm. And when I first started dating him, he was living out of the house and um, had his own place. And, um, and he's an alpha male and he has like you know a lot of kids with the same woman mm -hmm. and um you know hasn't slept with her in years and um he feels like no one no one even wants him around at home mm -hmm. um like they'd be happier if he was just out of the house um alpha males are very no matter what they'll always like support their their youngins their cubs and the and the mothers of their cubs like mm -hmm. you know even if there is a few of them and um and so i just kind of like could see because that's why i would i have no interest in getting married because i can't see i'm like I'm, i know that after a little while like i would get bored or something like mm -hmm. you know i just can't i don't understand marriage so so I can understand how, like, a lot of these marriages, they're like, well, it would cost more to divorce than it would to, yeah, than it does to stay together. So it's yeah. like, you know, a lot of them say, like, my wife knows, you know, she just turns the other eye. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like we're just best friends and just live together kind of thing. And um, so as long as he's not, like... Um, you know, it's it's kind of like a feeling like that I have that I understand like after listening for a little while, like if I know that it's coming, he's coming from a place where it's where she's a separate like and separate from what we have going on. You know, he's not doing it to like hurt her mm -hmm. or anything like that. Is how like I guess I can that I'm okay with it because it's. Um, because I understand that, I mean, I lived with a guy for like six months and like, I felt like I had to, I felt like I had to hook up with him like every goddamn morning because like, mm. I was kind of at his mercy, like living was, at his place, you know? Was this, this is someone you were dating? Yeah. Okay. This was, well, I wasn't even dating him. Like I was just living at his place. Yep. Um, he was younger, you know, he knew what I was doing, which mm -hmm. was totally even weirder. Mm -hmm. And I, at, by the end of it, was waiting for him to, like, say, to save me and be like, babe, I don't want you to do this anymore, you know? Uh -huh. And, like, instead he was like, why don't you help me build a website so you can, like, be, like, basically, like, an escort? Yep. And I was like, ow, like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, okay, what? So, but, like... I can see how if you're with a guys are really sexual, like, mm -hmm. and they continue to be, but women, because of like fucking tampons and birth control pills and like unnatural things that suck the juice out of your body, mm -hmm. like tampons, mm -hmm. that's why women have menopause and like they're not even supposed, they really don't have to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
like if you use like a disc or um, like a cup, menstrual cup, mm. like that will just hold your blood. It won't suck all the juice out of you. Yeah. Um, and that can like prevent, you know, then you'll be juicy like longer in life and like want to be sexual. But a sure. lot of these women, they don't want to. And I get that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of them are probably more than happy that he or know that he has someone or he's getting it somewhere. Because uh. if a guy like doesn't, a guy like... Like men, that you guys can't really think until you like get off, or you know, like if you're in that kind of mindset, like it's hard for them to like. They really need to like take care of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, for the most part. Um, the yeah, majority for sure. of men. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It, it totally like guys, girls, definitely different. Each guy and girl specifically are definitely different too but um yeah i for for guys yeah it's 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 like something turns on and it kind of uh for me anyways it, it turns on and it like takes over but then like um just having that awareness and control where it's like okay like you know um i have to stop here then just you know cold stop then but just knowing not to let that rev up and turn on all the time. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, controlling the whatever in the box and just knowing like when the floodgates open, a lot of energy happens and it just unfolds. But um, personally for me, just keeping myself out of like situations where um, it doesn't get to that point if I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love teaching my clients how to do that. Like yeah. I'm a huge, like I'm, you know, I don't, I don't tell them at the start, like, okay, this is my plan. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, we're going to dive deep here and like, we're going to, you know, but, um, that's what happens. Like with them, like I, I like to teach them how to trans transmute transform that energy sexual energy into creative energy mm -hmm. you know and like how to like um keep their orgasm energy them to themselves like how to recycle it back into their body mm -hmm. um i like to teach them that and then like as opposed to the guy that i was living with for six months who i would just call like a vanilla person <laughs> you know vanilla. yeah, yeah. Like, he couldn't, know, like, you know, was, that's a long time sleeping in someone's bed every morning. Like, yeah. and no matter, and we would, like, it would get deep and stuff. And, like, because of him, like, I had, I started remembering, like, repressed memories of sex, sexual child abuse mm -hmm. because I was safe with someone in bed for the first time. Yeah. But, like, still he couldn't, um, he, he just like he just he would get so frustrated like if he had some his own like probably previous issues thinking like i was teasing him if if he you know if i would Do you get jealous sometimes or insecure because you you're with a lot of different men and... no i don't he would just the only thing is he would like if i was getting ready and going out like i would not go to kiss him on my way out the door because yeah. You know, and also when I would come back in, like I would not, I would take a shower or like usually I'd already showered. But like if I was, he would sometimes like hold me up on my way out the door 
you know, and like just kind of, I felt like he was acting like it wasn't happening. Like by every time asking me for a kiss, like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, every time I have to tell you, like, no, I just put on lipstick or whatever. Like, but like, dude, you, you know what I'm doing? You know where I'm going? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and when I come home, like, please, like, like, don't, like, when I come home, like, from like working or whatever for a night, like, that's like a that's like a that's nothing's happening that night like mm -hmm. and don't try it you know but yeah. he would every time still but yeah. i've recently learned like just the past couple of weeks actually which right now july 2020 they say that if someone is not no longer in your life that everyone's chosen sides by now like the light workers and the dark workers or whatever you want to call it like mm -hmm. If someone's not in your life right now, it's for a reason. Mm. And he's not in my life right now. Okay. And, you know, there's been, I've just had to, like, reflect on a lot of, like, times that he wasn't there. And, and we're just, we're in different worlds now. So, mm -hmm. you know, but. Do you find it hard to uh, date in this, you know, line of work? Is it, like, confusing? Is... Oh, I don't date. Okay. Yeah, I don't date like the my friend who I was living with for six months. Like, I would say that's the closest thing I got to like kind of dating someone mm -hmm. where it really wasn't. You know, I was just basically, I don't know, I don't know what that was, but um, I don't because I can't. Um, I've tried, but it's like. I can't expect someone to be okay with me, what I'm doing, yep. you know? And so I've also learned that like, I, when I got sober, I, 11 years ago, I dated and I, um, it was just someone I was hooking up with, but the feeling of being abandoned, which was like childhood issues mm -hmm. that came up, this one and only time was enough for me to like understand that like my brain can't hand my I just can't handle um that feeling of being abandoned so yep. I and I'm like border I'm borderline person have borderline personality disorder which is like a trait of like if I I heard the traits recently and I was like wow that, that resonated. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what are the traits? Like, and what do you stage, think resonates? Listen, a stage okay. two psychopath. Okay. Not a psychopath. Stage two psychopath. Okay. Which is crazy, and I'm just saying this because my name's Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Keep going, Valerie. But but it makes so much sense to me because I'll give you an example of a borderline who's a stage two psychopath, mm -hmm. and this is all because of ritual sex abuse by my father as a child for like mm. up until age eight that was so traumatic that i would disassociate leave the body and i had no memory up until this past january 2020 mm -hmm. of this so it was like that um traumatic so um, for an example would be, so my friend who I lived with, let's call him John. Yeah. Um, John, out of everything, he loved his house. He mm. had a house in the woods and he loved this house. And um, he um, 
he was going to like his friend's house for football one time and on his way out the door like I made this movement with my back and I literally like threw my back out or did something where I was literally like I couldn't catch my breath like I couldn't breathe and um I was trying to tell him and he thought that I was just trying to keep him from his friends because his previous girlfriend had pulled the same kind of stunt whenever he would go out with his friends. So it just was a strange situation that, like, mm. were triggering each other. But, like, I for real was in so much pain, and he just left me there. And um, and I was so... I went from zero to 100, and these were my thoughts. As a sober woman, mm. I want to burn down his house... But I'm living in it, so I couldn't. <laughs> but I would have burned down his house because. <laughs> but I was living in it. But I knew that that's the only thing that he really cared about. So that's like the black and borderlines were very like black and white. You're either against us or for us, and mm -hmm. it's very like it's it's an infantile way of thinking, yeah. which makes sense because that's when the trauma probably happened, you know. So, yeah. so and I do see how I'm like that, like you know. Like hell hath no fury than an angry woman scorn. Like yeah, you know. So I'd rather be the other woman than ever have to be that woman yeah. getting hurt. You know, because I can't handle that shit. Because I'll burn your house down. Damn. Do you have you ever done anything like that that you like regret? Um, I have no. And a therapist asked me this too. Um, no, I've thought about. I'll think of what to do like right away, but I've never, I don't want to say never because I can't really think completely right now. Sure. But um, no, I think, I don't think I've actually acted on it, which is also like a trait of borderline. Okay. It just, most of it just goes on in your mind, you know? Yeah. And it comes close, but you don't do it. Um, well, no, you don't do it, but you just sabotage the relationship with these thoughts in your mind before oh. you can be abandoned. You abandon the other person. Okay. And so like, you're always going to attract like, like usually it's like a narcissist and a borderline. Like, so you just feed oh. off each other in this like unhealthy relationship, like back and forth, you know, need and like. Yeah, back and forth kind of unhealthy way of living. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, it's better for me and society that I stay single. Okay. Because I'm happiest too, you know? Like I love myself and then I get to like love this person and give them what they need. And like for me, for right now in my life, like it's what I can deal with. Like I think, mm -hmm. I think in a few years, like I'm getting over like, I'm slowly like healing and stuff, and I do want to like get there eventually because I think that would be like fucking amazing, you know. Do you think uh, some of that healing will really help with um, the borderline, like the way uh, of thinking? Yeah, I guess you can heal. You can heal that, you know, borderline personality, um, and so that's what, like we were talking earlier. Um, so just on the drive here tonight. I was listening to, I forget his last name's Cease. 
uh, he was like some Comedy Central comic who's like turned like motivational like healer and stuff and he was like okay so I was before I came here I went to my family's house mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen them in like seven eight months and um and so I was feeling um unloved and he said if you're he said okay for example if you're feeling unloved that's the little five-year-old inside of you feeling unloved so you can say that's okay. You can you can feel unloved inside of my body and and just tr try not to change anything and just let it happen. And he said, "And that little 5-year-old you will you'll feel her like bounce around your body, like up your arm, cross your heart, and then eventually come out your eyes in mm -hmm. tears." And wow. that's exactly what happened just while I was driving like this took two seconds, you know, mm -hmm. and I, and I, and it felt like a release, you know, yeah. like, and I, so instead of saying, you know, trying to repress that feeling mm -hmm. or like, you know, take something to like numb it or like, you know, call someone up or like do something else, like to just instead, like to just actually feel it and like, let it, you know, be aware of it and like, let it happen. Let her be, let her let her feel unloved like because she's or else she'll just keep recreating mm -hmm. you know this like a circumstance in your life with different characters to feel that so that process was like two seconds you know and mm -hmm. i already and it felt great and i felt good awesome. and i went to my family so yeah like i'm definitely healing do you uh are you afraid that once you heal you won't be doing this work anymore Oh yeah, that's one, <laughs> that was one of my questions I was asking like the universe today is like and it's um it's a question I've been asking for years like yeah. what am I going to do next like because the money's so good it's like you know I was like I can be a dominatrix there's plenty of like older dominatrix but I cannot I'm the worst dominatrix ever okay. yeah. I can't do that shit I'm like you're a bad boy. Are you okay? I'm so sorry. Like, to psychologically, uh, are you like <laughs> way too deep to like try to go there? Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, that's why like I wanted to do this with you and collaborate, and um, you know, just just keep trying new things, and like I know that I know that it'll happen, mm. like somehow, just like my life has, you know. <sighs> Absolutely. If you if you want it, just like the Abraham Hicks thing um, that you were doing, like you're a manifester, you know how to create things into your life. So you know, get out of your way, feel it out, be focused, and it'll it'll happen. You just have to step into the fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Step into the fear. It's gonna be a journey, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah um yeah actually for people that are looking into like getting into this work or they want to explore it but maybe they have a little too much the, the shame or around it or whatever it may be do you have any words for those people out there oh like being a sugar baby you mean? being a sugar baby yep um i would say um, I would say find a sugar baby online who's like experienced, who has what you want, mm -hmm. 
who has the kind of life that you want and is the kind of woman that you want to be yeah. and carries herself and has like the beliefs that you want to be, you know, no, like whatever that is, you know, um, then just study under her like a mentor, you know, like find whoever is very good at what you want to do and just do what they do better, you know, or mm. learn all you can. That's what I did before um jumping in because and definitely don't because you do yourself a disfavor and every other girl like in the sugar bowl as they call it to like just go out there and give yourself away like for yeah. like hardly anything because that just brings everyone else down too you know and like um yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, like, to, like dive deeper into like more of the maybe guilt or shame that like people feel. Is there like a certain lens like that you look at? Like, I'm helping this person. If it wasn't for me doing this work, like they they might be you know depressed or even suicide or whatever it may be. Um, I think the girls who get involved in this. Uh, definitely all have sh daddy issues okay yeah. so we don't really feel that guilt and shame because we are coming from a different lens you know we're uh, looking at it like 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 these are these men are the men that were never in our lives like these are like the daddies that never gave us any kind of good love or good attention and like for me even though it's so twisted and i I didn't know before I got into it that my dad had sexually abused me, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, so I didn't realize that I was just recreating the situation, like mm. sex for money, sex for money. Yeah. Cause my dad, like the only way he would show us love is to give us money or give us jewelry. Yeah. You know? And so, and this is, that's exactly like what What's I'm happening? doing. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. How twisted is that without even knowing it? Yeah. I was doing that. Mm. That's how like the subconscious works. Like the little you will keep recreating yeah. the event, the trauma in order to find a different outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but so the guilt and shame, I mean, once I realized like my past and my dad, it was it was I was sick. Yeah, sure. It was like made me sick that like Oh my God! First of all, this fucking asshole has his fingers in every part of my life, like mm -hmm. even subconsciously, you know. And so, and um, but with saying that, I'm so I'm like such a guy with I can, um, like detach and and um, you know, go on a date an hour later and like completely compartmentalize that feeling from that because I've. I'm so used to detaching yeah. my head from my body since I was a child, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the guilt and the shame is it's not guilt and shame for like for me as a woman coming from like that side of things, mm. you know? If if it what if I did feel guilt and shame, I I couldn't do it. Me for, as a person is like who I am, like mm -hmm. that karma, <laughs> dude, like that's why I want to have kids. I don't I'm all set with the karma, you know, like, yeah. and so that's, 
so I don't have guilt and shame. I've I don't think I've really had much guilt and shame like my whole life. I've never really understood guilt or is. shame as a human. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's like it's 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 a it's just a feeling of like doing something that it doesn't feel right or um that you might regret or wish you could go in the past and change and um you know maybe that's that's probably some of what why you're good at doing what you're doing and becoming this these different people for these uh whoever it is because you know like um tapping into like you your your heart is is a really painful spot still and so maybe the you know that's where some of the tears come from mm -hmm. so becoming like these different people um is like more of second nature you know yeah and i also feel like I mean, I do think about, you know, each for each guy that is married, like I have to think of each one individually, like, okay, the story he's telling me and like you can tell, I can feel, you know, like I'm I've I've had so much time because of these men to like go deep every day for five years and do this like peeling back the layers of myself, you know, and like um and all of that so like my heart connection i'm i'm um like i can't not feel that like so mm -hmm. i guess i when i say like i don't know the feeling of of shame and guilt is because like i don't put my i i think that i don't put myself in that situation those situations so, so like guilt and shame or maybe it's because i'm not like grown up in america or something like um like when people say like you where'd know, you grow up i grew up in in europe okay cool um when people say like oh like do you feel worthy Ireland, I'm like right? yeah okay cool i'm like of course everyone's worthy like what, what the hell why wouldn't anyone be worthy like mm -hmm. i just i've never understood that or like not fitting in i've always felt like i fit in um so with these feelings of guilt and shame like if this guy was you know if it was a guy that he had just just gotten married and and it was a young guy and i knew that like and and he was would bring up the his wife like um like it was some i could tell i can tell that it's a fetish for him or something mm -hmm. something kind of twisted and evil that i don't want to be involved in and i won't be involved with him oh yeah you know what i mean so i won't because i can't go there because i guess the feeling of guilt and shame says i won't let myself <laughs> feel it so that's why i can't like relate to it because i don't even put myself there oh, yeah. you know i know it exists and it could happen but like i can't i can't go there personally like mm -hmm. you know so um yeah cool all right so about it did an hour um let's see my last question is actually um has there ever been a life-threatening situation oh hell that yeah. you got <laughs> okay tell me about that oh god the most recent one was this fancy ass fucking place in um like way like newton or newton mass right um somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere you know um 
And so, I mean, like a nice little community, you know, and I think we had, I had been there before to his place and, um, and so we had the arrangement, like, you know, all, all like, you know, squared away and stuff and, um, like talked about before. So it would be waiting on like the, this little table by the entrance of his, to his condo or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, there it was, I saw it and, um, what happened? I felt like a lot of times, like, I feel like I'm playing with like the darkness, like, oh yeah, because most of these are elite men, you know, and like the, I can't even tell you, like the, the crazy, like, the type of like elites that I've been like involved in and are definitely not just random. Like mm-hmm. this was definitely like written in the stars, like so much like madness. Like I'm talking like men in black walking out of my closet type shit, mm-hmm. you know, like far out there shit. And so this guy, I was like, He's felt a little dark, but I was still kind of feeling him out. And I'm not sure what happened. Like, he must have said something. Um, and then I think, yeah, he said something right when I kind of got in there. Because I remember he made a drink and he was, we were, he was walking me back into, like, his uh, bedroom and bathroom area. And so I was walking past the front door where the money was on the table and the front door was, and it was summertime. So the screen, it was like just a screen door and whatever he had said, I think maybe he had said like, um, like, uh, you can leave now or something like that. And I had just driven all the way there Mm -hmm. and I kind of knew what he was going to, you know, that he was just playing like this power trip game. Like, oh yeah, well you can just fucking leave, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like what the fuck, like, I just came all the way here, and yada yada, like, you know, and he's gonna play this power trip, or whatever, and that's one thing, is, like, maybe it's a borderline in me, that, like, like, it's, like, I can't let that shit go, dude, like, mm-hmm. if you got, like, a piece, like, there has to be an exchange, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's why I can't even date regular guys, because I expect that exchange, Change, you yeah, know, sure. and so I knew that, I felt like he was gonna pull that on me, so I was like, oh, fuck, dude, this sucks. Like, I'm in, definitely in heels, and, like, I need, like, I don't know what this fucking dude will do because he just turned right now and then is, like, turning on me. And so I'm going to grab the money and run out the door. And, mm-hmm. like, I, it's only a few steps, but he's right there, too. And so, like, I did it, and I just could feel him, like, on my like could feel him like right behind me, like, you know, like just screaming as I was running like to the screen door. And like, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was out and it was done. And um, that was the last time that it was like, yeah, it felt like life or death kind of situation. Jeez. It could have been, you know. Yeah. Do you have a gun? Do you have No, no. Um. I gave my, I had mace, but I like gave it to a friend Yeah. who was like, I felt like she was in danger. Should get yourself another <laughs> mace. I know, I should. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, I should, maybe. 
this 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 darkness you, you mentioned like men in black Can you like elaborate on that a little bit okay so um my sugar daddy at the moment the married one uh let's call him billy mm-hmm. he so we've been dating on and off for three years and it's probably been longer than that but okay so if it was three years the three years ago i was in this kind of dark place of like my awakening and um i was able to like see through different realms and like so i was seeing a lot of darkness like Mm -hmm. like literally like in the clouds and like just just odd creepy weird dark shit that like was definitely not butterflies and unicorns and Mm -hmm. so i went and was dating him and he was living in his own place away from his family at the time because he told me the story that he was researching um you know occult knowledge Mm -hmm. and a lot and one day two men in black two men in black Mm -hmm. came to his office and were dressed like men in black and they Mm -hmm. were like hey we know what you're doing you need to stop Mm-hmm. Um, researching this, yeah, and they left, and he didn't stop, and they came back, and they took him, and they told him to tell his family um, something. I don't know, like, but they took him and put him in a uh, in um like a fort, like a what do you call it? like a military fort okay was, yeah sure yeah, uh, military like other break. likes with like a scientist and like all these really smart people mm-hmm. and um he's like they you know so he's telling me the story and at the same time in my life at that time i was um i was terrified of sleeping in the nighttime because i would wake up i would come to with like laser burns on my body and like needle marks in my body mm-hmm. and i knew and i would wake up exhausted like if i did sleep it was for like 14 hours at a time and i would wake up exhausted and my bones would hurt like my muscles would hurt so i knew that i was like being taken somehow like at night and and i would see it like when you're with this guy or just no no okay. he just happened to tell me when oh. i first started dating him he started te- i was experiencing men in black coming out of my closet yeah literally like at that time when i was dating him and they would come and like i i i, I have this one video of like i could see them and it's just like turns into this black shadow and like it just engulfs the whole camera the whole view of everything and i'm laying mm-hmm. on my bed and I, and I could just feel my mind just going to like sleep mode. Like you can't even stay awake right now. And they're coming and like, it's like Damn. they're taking you wherever you're going, you know? Yeah. And I had never even seen Men in Black, the movie at the yeah. time. But like, <clears throat> so he, this guy is telling me about the Men in Black in his life three years prior or something. But it, it was actually happening in my life at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like that was like you know a connection um wow yeah yeah okay anything else happened with With that yeah i was like well what happened after that he's like well then i was in contact with these aliens and they gave me information 
that led to my next um, success business-wise. So he created this business. Did he tell you what type of aliens, like gray guy, or gray aliens? or? We never talked about what kind, but I'd see them okay. when I would stay over his place. Holy shit. What did you see? They didn't feel good at all. You felt them or you saw them? I could feel them and see them. And sometimes I can see him. I know that me and him, like, on a different kind of level, like, sometimes when we're making love and stuff, like, I feel like we're in a ship somewhere and, mm -hmm. like, being, like, observed by, like, aliens and um, kind of, like, um, like, he's, like, a some kind of mentor, but at the same time we're both, like, um, not being used or, but kind of, like, yeah, being kind of used to, like, see through sometimes, you know? It's weird. It's strange. When so, he lives by himself, I didn't like the aliens that I would see at night okay. in his room. I didn't like the feeling of that. Okay. Do you, um, what, what do the aliens feel like, and what, what do they see? What do you see? Well, they're all different. There's so many. I've seen so many different kinds, like... um. The first one, when I initiated contact with an alien, mm -hmm. he appeared in my mind uh, as like a little gray with a hood on. Oh, yeah. And like, and then he actually appeared the next day in the clouds and let me photograph him like I asked him to. Yep. And he appeared exactly in my, as he did in my mind in the clouds with a hood on. But he looked like he had a, a reaper, like, you know, the... Yeah, the yeah. Gar like a garden yep. hoe or something. Yeah. Um. And so. And then, so then the second one I can remember was this fucking. I called him Pale Ale, Pale Al, Pale Ale. He was this fucking nasty, pasty ass. Like, looked like he came from the underground. Never saw the light of day. Like motherfucker and my cat would be like in cahoots with him mm -hmm. and i would catch them talking through the door like mm -hmm. and one night i or one morning i came to and pale ale was in bed with me and my cat and i took a picture and of course it like somehow managed to morph into like my teddy bear oh, okay. but like the strange thing is, is when i take photos of them Sometimes like nothing will show up and then a year later they'll they'll let me see it like uh, and then you can see clear as day, you know, mm -hmm. like um, but at the same time also the photos will they'll morph depending on they, they can come to life like photos. It's crazy. There's no time or space with because I think okay. I don't expect it to be solid. So I understand matter in like a different way cool. where I. I don't expect it to be solid, so it isn't solid. So you're tapping into that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you say your cats and coots with it, like, are they friends, or? Um, like, I felt like for a few years, like, my cat would be my best friend, but then also like, on some other side that was trying to teach me some lesson. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um. But we also have like we experience the same bodily like like things like you know it's so weird. And I heard recently that like your animal or your pet friend is 
is the physical representation of your inner being. Cool. And it makes totally sense. believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if it is, if she is my inner being, like yeah, then my inner being is always trying to help me grow and mm-hmm. move through the next lesson. Mm-hmm. And you know, it turns out I just I was kind of like being racist with like the color of shadow spirits and aliens and you know because he's pasty white like mm-hmm. you know I had like this conception of like ew like and you're creepy and like yeah. just looked at him through that lens you know what I mean mm-hmm. when um you know then I was told that I I'm like an interterrestrial yeah came from the inner earth pasty white alien lives matter <laughs> yes <laughs> let's, let's start a movement yeah. <laughs> yes, pasty white alien lives matter. Treat them exactly. Treat them equal. All aliens equal. Yeah. So don't be racist with aliens and shadows. Just because they're black shadows, you know, you'd be racist. <laughs> I'm telling you for real. I I fucked myself for years just just by having that lens of mm-hmm. like you know, because then I would create it. I would create dark darkness and like yeah eerie weird shit i have i have a question i I know i said the last one's the last one but this is this is really the last one with like because you kind of mentioned your like elites and like uh you're connecting with certain people like that and like with the epstein thing going on right now and Mm -hmm. like how that's unfolding and Mm -hmm. have you like met any like really have you been with any like really big politicians or anything like that? They're um, super weird and creepy. Yeah, I definitely that someone made a movie on Epstein recently in like 2020 that I saw. It was really good. And it was like, you know, let's all work together to like, like saw, you know, he had a list of 20 questions or something at the end of the movie. And I'm like, I feel like I should. I feel like I have something to share, you know? Yeah. And so um, just with, like, thinking back on on who I've been with and, um, and strange questions they've asked me about, like, like, can I get another girl and how young can I get her? Oh, shit. Which I'm like, what? Like, yeah. And they're like, no, but, like, how young? Like, 12? And I'm like, what? Damn. Like okay that guy was like suspect or whatever but like um keep tabs maybe like on these people and when something comes up and you know maybe not now like um you know but maybe when the heart comes out maybe that's your purpose right your purpose is to you know um really shine these little the light on this darkness of mm-hmm. some of these creepy circles yeah that are going well, on when other girls come out you know i mean i there was a poli- poli- political leader who lived with us and as a child when i was a child and he was running a pedophile ring yeah and then when i moved to the states i happened to be babysitting for a couple who one day the FBI came and raided the place because they were running a pedophile ring. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I've grown up in pedophile rings mm-hmm. also, which, so it's like sometimes um, 
I would think like I felt like my family or my dad knew exactly what I was doing and and maybe possibly it sold my, you know, sold me into it or whatever. Like, yeah. um, and, uh, cause there's also, um, like this whole thing of like people who you could be working as a spy and not even know it. Mm-hmm. But like when you sleep with this person, they're, they're able to, which I feel like I definitely like, I feel like a part of me somehow is like works for like black ops and mm-hmm. like some other realm. Like, so I work on both sides, like yeah. somehow. And, um, um, like for example, did I tell you about the bank owner I used to date? No. That was a crazy story. He, I was at the time watching um, Thrive. It's a documentary on YouTube that had like 4 million hits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's called Thrive. And so in one part of it, it talks about the banking system and how the, it's a pyramid and how only the people at the very top really know what's going on. Like, you know, and the people under it, like, like how how do they make all this money and create cancer and like basically fuck everyone else but like no one knows about it so this guy was the owner of a major bank this it was all over the news at the time when i was dating him and he was selling the bank and so our first like real date um we went to like a five star hotel and um he had to work the next day and the next day he was selling the bank. Mm -hmm. So we were going to bed in the hotel that night and I said, Oh, Hey, I want to show you something. I pulled up my phone and, and pulled up thrive and played like five seconds or like I started playing it. The part where like it talked about the banking system and the, the pyramid and like the 12 families who run the whole banking system, you know? And, um, and next thing I know, he's snoring, you know, and he fell asleep. Mm. I wake up, he's gone, and I don't hear from him all day, which was weird because he was like the type of person that he would text like it was too much, you know, texting me all the time. I'm like, how do you even have a job, dude? Like, you're texting me, and he would email me about these meetings that he was having, selling the bank or whatever. So I don't hear from him the next day also. And so I called him and he answered the phone and he said, he said, do you know what, you know, I sold the bank yesterday. I said, yeah. He said, you know, I had five minutes to myself yesterday. And do you know what I did with those five minutes? I spent it online trying to debunk that shit that you showed me. Mm. Why the fuck would I care about what you showed me? Why the fuck should I care? I don't care. You can never call me. You can never call me again. I can never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. I'll keep my promise and I'll pay. He he came up with this plan to, to give me nine grand a month, no matter what, Damn. for three months. He's like, even if we don't talk after our first date, which is exactly what happened. Yep. We had just had our first date. He was like, I'll keep my word. He's like, and then I drove into a brick wall. And now I'm driving myself to McLean Hospital, which is like yeah. a psych ward. Yep. 
And he's like, I'll meet you at the first of the month, this parking lot, whatever. And he did. He kept his word. He would meet me. It was fucking broke my heart, broke my mind. It was, I could care less about the nine grand. Like the fact that like he just stopped talking to me and like wouldn't tell me why. And I couldn't believe that he, I was like, did he not know? And did he feel guilt? Like what the, I don't even know what happened, you know? Maybe that's a, you know, deep soul contract that you guys had. And like, you were the one, you know, who, who triggered that. And, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're not the, the person, sometimes it's, it's an amazing experience for them. And sometimes it's a heart wrenching experience, but, um, yeah, it sounded like that was a really pivotal moment for him in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally crazy. But yeah, there's been, I've been telling people about the Epstein thing for fucking years, man. Mm-hmm. Years. I've been telling, I've been, I've known there's pedophile rings going on. I've known this shit for years. I've been telling, I'm, I'm like three years ahead of my time. I've been telling people about all of this shit for years. Mm-hmm. And so that's like no surprise to me. I know how, I know how fucked up it is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, maybe, you know, that, that could be part of your purpose, right? It's like you're going through this journey and, and it's, it's good that you're enjoying life. You're, you're being yourself. And maybe when you start working on some of that heart stuff and that healing, um, when those time that comes up when you're like, I need to shift, or maybe I need to speak out for other people that have gone through this, you know, maybe that's, uh, part of something that it's gotta be what else is it yeah it has to be you know it has to be like my i know it is somehow so i just have to keep doing stuff like this and like get let me you know share i guess yeah right share maybe yeah and you know keep your own inventory of some of these weird things that come up and and uh if you can help you know some victims out in the future maybe that might be a thing yeah yeah well um we're gonna wrap up with this thank you what's the name again valerie Valerie. thank you valerie for uh coming on and talking about um some of this underground stuff that happens and giving a little bit of a lens of uh the, the world and maybe the dark dark parts of the world you know some of the lights of manifesting and everything like that mm-hmm. um All right, folks. Thanks, brother. Peace. Peace. And that is a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. If you'd like more information, just um, tune in. Shoot me a message on uh, Dustin Rosada on Instagram or Facebook or soundcloud.com slash Dusty Digital to hear other groovy tracks like the one you're hearing right now. That's it. Reach out, give a share, give a shout. Love to hear from you and love to uh, connect with you. Peace.